Welcome to the birthday edition of Gestalt Poetry Open Mic. We're going to start now. Thank you all for being here so much. Really appreciate it. I wanted to start with two poems, but again, you get to choose. One is called Street, and one is called Field and Pond. Do you get to choose? Street. It is. Street. Beautiful street we live on, we share a beat, heartbeat, bus beat, beat of the feet on pavement, on grass, on music, on clouds, sun, rain, moon, sky. We are in the weather, rain or shine, colors lifting us up, thump, thump, the bass lines trigger hits of mystery in the shadows. It's all right between us. We share a beat. A wave, a nod, hello, a genuine sympathy. Walking compassion practice is a way of life. On any street, anywhere in the world, anymore. Hello. Look us in the eye. We share a heart beat. Thank you so much. And I'll read the field and pond at the very end. Okay, now I just want to let you know that Downbeat Abbey All-Stars will be playing later at 4.30. So we need to keep it to like one poem, two poems. And then after our feature, then we can open it up before 4.30. That's okay. Okay? Cool. All right. Our first poet is Rizzo. Welcome. the book I'm going to be publishing this weekend. So I'll read the whole thing, right? One poem? Sorry, I wasn't prepared. I'm going to read the last one from the book. <clears throat> I killed a man with my bare hands wrapped around his neck. He fought and gurgled the whole way. Our hearts touched and stuck together like they all do. Although we walked away, the taffy still strings long between us and catches another taffy between all the other hearts. Ours will not be the generation that fails the test of time. We must persevere in the glint of light left reflecting in our in off our indignation. I never met a glass of wine I didn't like, but some I like more than others. The smoky sweet hue of my veins runs deep and every silky drop held in the fragile crystals of Murano's hand-blown glass. As I begin scrying in the imported dregs, I see the signs and symbols of my path ahead and the footsteps I've left behind. I see what's most important, my daughter, my brother, my mother, the son. Hang on. <laughs> it's okay, almost. <laughs> I should stop there though, huh? It's okay. <laughs> Uh, I feel the pangs of sorrow and regret with flashes and fleeting glimpses of memories that have long since been laid to rest, locked in the hidden chambers of my broken heart. My darkest secrets are only hidden from the world by the blink of my hazel eye. So I look away when we are deep in conversation to keep from scaring you off again. An old man allowed me a short flash of wisdom. Think you know the extremities of life? You will give it time. Conflagration, you ask? 
of marriage, house, or soul. Of all that I've lost, you ask, I embrace what I have. Contemplation of yesterday is gone, always, but never to wallow. Surely you must have, lament, have lament and repent. <clears throat> Surely you must lament and repent. Really, he said, is this what you meant? A small boy shoves off in a boat with no life vest, no raincoat. With only his eyes on the bow and horizon, he basks in today, for tomorrow he dies in. I will be that boy tomorrow and on. I'll keep sticking my foot in my mouth and crossing the lines and trying and trying and trying again. My compassion is not a crutch. And of guilt and shame, only pride may remain, but only because I'm strong and resilient and hope for a better day, full of bright, warm rays of golden sun and a soft, cool breeze in the evening air, though I know it won't be. Such is the war. And so I run like Peter Pan's shadow, trying to evade the pain of life. I am a kite on a long silver string, being held by my own tenuous grasp in a beautiful green park on a warm summer's eve while I jog by myself at the pace of the soft breeze that barely keeps me aloft. Thank you. Thank you so much for your images and your story. That was beautiful. Thank you. Next, we have David Harris. Thank you. Welcome. friends and, and then he killed his wife. So this is kind of about him. Jail visit. Check in by 12.30 for a visit that starts at 1. Then we can wait and if we're lucky they'll start calling the roll at a quarter two. Empty our pockets into the lockers, take nothing but the key into the visiting area where we are separated from the prisoners by two thick slabs of plexiglass. Unless you're an attorney, not even a piece of paper, then the wand to make sure we haven't forgotten some metal object that might be used as a weapon or to dig through the window to the prisoner or through the concrete locks of the wall in the hour of our visit. We might be able to poke a smuggled unbent paper clip through the grill that speech can penetrate only with effort. Past the steel doors, we examine the low stools, check which grills are less clogged with paint and wait for Bill and the other prisoners to file in. One vogues for his family, but most trudge. They will be here for months, guilty or innocent, lacking bail, lacking anything to do but wait for us or for the attorneys. These are the men who have not yet been convicted, presumed innocent, but still under guard, still incarcerated, still waiting. Waiting for judges, waiting for prosecutors, waiting for meals or lights out, waiting for the hour, two days a week, when someone might visit. If you remember to put the names on your list and it is convenient for your friends to come into the city, you may get a visitor. We may bring news or greetings or descriptions or anything 
that we can shout through the grills that flank the slabs of plexiglass. And with luck, the roll is called and the visitors wanded and released into the visitation room not too long after one. The visits end promptly at two. We are forbidden to talk about the one great fact, the case. And what else is there? Prisoners don't get newspapers, don't have hundreds of channels of cable TV, or much choice of what to watch. We can talk about sports, about what we've been doing that he can't. Careful to avoid certain topics too sensitive to bear. Too often we have seen this man in tears. We stand by the stools, wait for him to stop, shuffle our feet and look at each other, and sneak guilty glances at our watches. Shaping the terrain. It surfaced a humpback through my lawn, rounded and lumpy table, on which nothing would sit comfortable. The fence guy wanted stone for landscaping. Take what you like, I said. He eyed the boulder, guessing weight and depth and how it might be done. I considered paint. For Bernini, it might have become a crouching lion, but for me, it was always that rock. I thought of gravel. With a big enough hammer, I planted vines. They failed to thrive. The rock persists stubbornly itself. Thank you. Great stories, great crafting. You do great, thank you so much. Now we have Brie Maget. Welcome. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I'm gonna do one that I I just did uh, last night. I wrote it, but writing it as if I received it. Hello, my dear addict. I am your disease. I will never let you sleep or put your mind at ease. I will always be there no matter where you go. I'm smarter than you. I'm in control. Family, friends, and loved ones, they won't matter anymore. I'll take everything you got and still want something more. I was there for you, in the good times, mostly the bad. I've made you feel so happy, but in the end, you were always sad. You will avoid and tell everyone and say that I ain't real. But if that's the case, why can't you put down that pill? I come in many forms and shapes and sizes, and then following comes denial, deceit, and what that lie says. 
I will turn you from everyone that tries to take you from me. Together, we will spend all eternity. I'll embrace you in my arms and I'll never set you free. Spend our life together. Won't that make you happy? Don't let those people tell you what I'm all about because then you'll find a way, a way to kick me out. Well, there I go now. I know what you crave. I'll stop by on another day because I still have much to say. So when you think I'm gone and you can finally be at ease, just remember this. I will always be your disease. Other one is um, a short one. I feel like I don't do these justice in English, though, but... Um, so after that one, I have to bring this one to bring me out of that one, to bring me where I need to be. Don't give up. If you keep on going and never stop, you can keep on going. You can make it to the top. Life is full of mountains. Some are big and some are small. But if you don't give up, you can overcome them all. So keep on going. Try not to stop. When you keep on going, you will make it to the top. That was powerful. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Would anyone else like to read before I start my work? Andrea? Maybe? No? taught me to travel well, though she hardly made it any of the places she dreamt to go, settling for the subversion of a National Geographic subscription and a household intent on separation from the world. She showed me the value of moving things not related to the reason you were going, if doing so got them closer to where they needed to be, to see that each small move made is part of the whole of getting it done. So that a pile of clean clothes walked from the basket I was passing to the stairs by the door I was exiting was half the work of restoring them to my room. And I'm just now learning how to harness that power of making each step I take move me simultaneously in multiple directions or shift me into synchronicity with people and things around me. The life multiplying power of living moments fully invested, experienced as a self-sustaining fuel. <clears throat> my mother taught me to travel well past points she had instilled when she left and birthed me again into freedoms I hope she has since found. She did not travel most, but she traveled beyond and walked me with her to stand comfortably past the threshold of the unknowable. Thank you, Andrea. That's a beautiful story. Appreciate that. I'm going to read some. Now, it's out for delivery right now. I have an anthology out, 
and I've never written one before, so it's really long. <laughs> it's like in two volumes, and each one's like 140 pages, so it's really intense. But they're out for delivery, so they may actually get here while we're, you know, festivating and things. <laughs> okay. This one is called Lung Pair, and this was when I was teaching high school for a year, right out of college, and I was like, this <laughs> But I was reading, so that was good. I always good to read. Lone Pair. Shining green in the white paper towel, the light of August sweats brilliant beads. Books, images overwhelmed now, suspended, flat on the bedside table. It's Georgia's hot wind blowing under the trees, and through a window, faintly, stirring the curtains like a skirt, a truck muffler passes. In the smooth, pale yellow bed covers, I white peach-colored eat the cool pear. First, toothy sink into and through the speckled skin to juice, smooth to upper hot lip, pull, flack, soft away with a Saturday evening hand. Glints my own flesh glistening there in chunk and chunk of the grainy pleasure pear. Slick it slides to throat, cluck the middle rolling bites, swallow the sweet, nibble and gnaw to seed thread. Wrap the tattered ended remains, respectful in the white again. Lay back, open to relish, Faulkner again. And when, I'm, when I was younger, I did the college and stuff. I did very image-based poems. And now I'm more into storytelling and capturing, recording things. Oh, they came, oh my god, he wants to open it. Somebody needs to open it for me. No, 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 no. Open it, open it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, somebody, wait, Kirsten, we open it for you. You need, you need to open it. Oh my god, that's great. That's so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just made it look easy. I'm kidding, it was easy. This is so cute. Oh my gosh. This is a truly happy birthday. <laughs> that would have been better than me. I did not plan that. Since 1985. So it's been a while. This is the first one. This is the first one. It's nature and fantasy. There's a lot of wordplay and stuff like that. And actually, also something called words one and words two which I had to publish myself, because it literally is a collection of words from traveling around Tennessee for three years when I was working in notepads everywhere and stuff. And I was in a writer's block, and it helped me get through that. So that is the first one. The second one is relationships, healing, and society. So these are usually $20. These are usually $20 on Amazon, but they're 10 today if you wanted to get one. So just... Now, this is a poem that I wrote when I was feeling very old. It's called Crumb. I am no longer a young girl. It's yes ma'am to invisible me, cloaked with my new age of anonymity. I've achieved a certain age, as they say, at which certain things no longer very much concern me. I accept this new age of crumb, if you will, gladly and with gnarled hands, reaching to me from trees, caves, shadows in my mind. I no longer fear to reach back, fear death, 
or age, but wonder at them. Journeys I accept. Wow, 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 he said, teaching us all from an 80-year-old perspective. Ram Das from video podcast, beaming. Change, he said, is a constant. What will it be today? My friends are dying. My body is changing in new ways every day. Wow, he said. What will it be today? Stoic now is Steve McQueen. I laugh at me. I cry. Or am I my Sicilian sister mother stirring the red sauce all day for her family, wondering when he'll come home and eat that hot red pasta since she's been making it all day? Jawbone clenched with and without expectation. She lets it go into the flow, the stirring, some ancient circle, throwing in of herbs from her garden and a prayer from the saints in her heart. What if a ghost, at this age so many, but early on just the same, haunted by something unknown? Now we must know it, face the unknown of ourselves. Know the crime, be it. Wow, wow, what ghost? Places? I'm in places, pieces, fragments flying, drifting in red water, thick water polluted deep down, so very clear and clean. Source, spring, font, well, where's the crone? Sitting in my mind as the ghosts come, the pieces and the shrapnel fly. I'm in places, no longer here, in the past, but right now. I sit in my mind at the source of me. Wow, he said. Wow, I say. What will it be today? This is Maddie here. I know. <laughs> I know some classes. That's where I came from. <laughs> I love to cook. Okay, this is a more recent one. This isn't in the book yet. Or this books. I'm not going to have a revision. Revise it already, you just kind of. I know, right? I can't. That's it. That's all there is. Instead, if love is infinity, isn't grief as well? Infinity mouth, clown mouth, twin harlequins, grimace, smile. I could cry for so many reasons. What's the point? I would be crying all the time. Instead, I'm like a soldier. There's a Stephen McQueen reference again. Steve McQueen, stoic and bleak internally. The greatest generation taught me not to waste a thing because they lived through the depression. They wake up angry down the street, fights almost immediately first thing. I wake up sad, even next to you. You hold me, were the first lover to hold me after all those years, playing hide and seek under the bed sheet. It hurts to love myself because deep wounds are hard to soothe, clean. I'm in a deep level of shock all the time, under a smile, under listening to your stories with compassion, I'm feeling lost, grief for connection, beneath recovering from all evil. I have hope somehow above that we can create a world based on goodness instead. Old one. This is from the 90s. 
maybe about taming. I can't remember which one of you touched my face. It was dark, if you remember. I don't want to be tamed. Touch my face in the mirror, cover my own mouth, see if I'll go away like a ghost. My face is a surprise, never matching my inside. I don't know what that means. We were lovers for months and years, and still I couldn't bring my gentlest hand to your face without you cringing, beaten too many times as a child for no good reason. And I shouldn't have said anything the first time you let me touch your whole face. After that, you remembered too much, maybe. Maybe I kind of know how you feel now. I don't want to remember which one of you touched my face in the dark. That was a little weeping on that one. <laughs> okay, this is one that was published by Words Right Magazine in Washington, D.C. in 2011, something like that. No, 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 no. Much earlier than that. Let me look it up. It was. I'm almost there. Okay. Okay. 1988, much different. <laughs> okay, the way the road sounds when it's wet. Like the side of your face in the dark. The back of your hand again and again against the what for and why anymore wall. White, that greasiness of the street and tread of tires, black clinging. Feel of your chest against my belly reappearing like a magnet, revealing abounding with silence, magnetized, rubbing of opposites. Pens from Mama's sewing box is a child scientific, forcing the polarity, coaxing disharmony from tiny steel points, gravity pulling them apart at the places where pinpoints match and fall into her lap lightly. Tires screeching, hold my thought to the road, slick, Rain flowing thin contours of your darkest faces. Blink them away. Gone my face off of yours to whisper sleep. Like the back of your fist falls from the wall to your side. Like magnets pulling a dream fragment of the way the road sounds when it's wet. So are you guys good? You need more? Less poetry, more poetry. You cool? You need more poetry? More poetry. Okay. Oh, then I have one more. I have one more. That's this was written completely with refrigerator magnets. That's hard. That's hard. Look at the two short words. Okay. It's called Deco, like Art Deco. Purple. Purple summer beneath diamond sky goddess. Forest mother sleeps after red day. Swim here. Recall those from languid sun and water and one. From lazy garden feet, together must beat like cool mist sea. Worship, be, soar above through time bone. Picture what ships were when ships were beauty gowns. Please say, hot, honey, light, woman, shine, 
moon delirious. What the lather said, urges her bitter blue rose, gorgeous language, shadow whispers, you chant, why love dreams on. Thank you guys so much. I'm done. Would anybody else like to read? We've got time. Or it's 328. We've got till 430. You guys want to eat or eat cake? It's up to you, man. series. The, uh, the one about the rock is a part of a series of poems when I was living in the Hudson Valley. Uh, and this is uh, one of a series of poems about the town where I grew up, Paramus, New Jersey. 27 McKay Avenue, Paramus. I haven't been inside since 1980. Last drove by slowly in 2003. Two vans parked where the cherry tree once stood, the rosebed gone, that oak towering from the lawn I remember I had to be careful not to damage while I mowed. The Lombardy poplars gone, but they don't live long, not even as long as people. I helped to plant them. My mother sold the house in 81, soon after my father's estate settled. New owners, new visions, you can strip the ivy off the brick, but not the memories. Thank you. Are you ready for the check? Mm -hmm. Hey, I saw you at the bookshop. This is where you did the 9-11 poem, I think, right? This bookshop is over there, Black Rock Poetry. Yeah. Yeah, read that to me. Awesome. That's awesome. That's a great yeah, reading too. Yeah. Are you ready? So I, um, I'm a translator by trade, and uh, this was a poem that I heard actually at an open mic, and so I translated it. Todos los cultivos están adentro, y los duraznos se están pudriendo. Las naranjas amontonadas en sus verdaderos de creosota los llevan de regreso a la frontera mexicana para pagar todo su dinero y vadean para regresar de nuevo. The crops are all in and the peaches are rotting. The oranges piled in their chrysote dumps. They're flying back to the Mexican border to pay all their money to wait back again. Adios a mi Juan. Adios Rosalita. Adios a mis amigos Jesús y María. 
No tendrás tus nombres cuando montes en el gran avión. Solo lo que te llamarán serán deportados. Goodbye to my one. Goodbye, Rosalina. Adiós, mis amigos, Jesús y María. You won't have your names when you ride the big airplane. And they will, and they will call you. <coughs> and they will call you. You will be deported. All they will call you will be deportees. El propio padre de mi padre vadeó ese río. Se llevaron todo el dinero que ganó en su vida. Mis hermanos y hermanas vienen a trabajar los árboles frutales y montaron en el cami camión hasta que de derribaron y murieron. My father's own father, he waded that river. They took all the money he made in his life. My brothers and sisters come working the fruit trees, and they rode the truck till they took down and died. Algunos de nosotros somos ilegales, y otros no son buscados. Nuestros contrato de trabajo ha finalizado, y tenemos que seguir adelante. 600 millas a esa frontera mexicana nos persiguen como fugitivos, como ladrones, como forajidos. Some of us are illegals, and some of us are not wanted. Our work contracts out and we have to move on. 600 miles to that Mexican border. They chase us like outlaws, like rustlers, like thieves. Morimos en tus colinas, morimos en tus desiertos, morimos en tus valles y morimos en tus llanuras. Morimos debajo de tus árboles y morimos en tus arbustos. Y ambos lados del río morimos igual. We died in your hills. We died in your deserts. We died in your valleys and died on your plains. We died beneath your trees and we died in your bushes. Both sides of the river, we died just the same. El avión del cielo se encendió sobre el canón los gatos. Una bola de fuego de relámpagos y sacudió todas nuestras colinas. ¿Quiénes son todos estos amigos? Todos desperosos como hojas secas. La radio dice, solo son deportados. The sky plane caught fire over Los Gatos Canyon. A fireball of lightning, lightning shook all our hills. Who are all these friends all scattered like dry leaves? The radio says, they are just deportees. ¿Es esta la mejor manera en que podemos cultivar nuestros grandes huertos? ¿Es esta la mejor forma en que podemos cultivar nuestra buena fruta? Caer como hojas secas para pudrirse en mi tierra vegetal y no ser llamado por ningún nombre. Excepto deportados. Is this the best way we can grow our big orchards? Is this the best way we can grow our good fruit? To fall like dry leaves, to rot 
on top on my topsoil and be called no name except deportees. So I'm gonna explain that by reading. I'll tell it to you in English. In 1948, a California plane crash killing migrant farm workers who were being sent back to Mexico. The media at the time just identified them as deportees. They were buried in a mass grave, were not given a name, were not even notified their families. And the ad in the newspaper just read they were deportees. Before I get started, I want to say happy birthday. I was turning it the wrong way. All right. There you go. All right. I'm trying to find out I don't so much the past few months. me to discuss life so I said give me give me a certain concept because I speak on life a little too much so they uh they said I want you to make this um, make some uh, uh, the moral of this story it led up to a conversation about horse race and uh, that's where the idea came in but think about it like this Life is like a horse race, right? Waking up every morning after saying your grace and forced to walk outside the house, naturally living in fear, going head to head against time. See, that's, that's the meaning we call life. In my lifetime, I want to live free. Why must I live my life running this track, feeling the pressure of not knowing what's next? In life, these everyday steps you embrace and no need to rest. Most days, 
it becomes so hard to digest this stress alters my confidence of the thoughts and dreams I manifest. What's left is my confidence. And I can vision the light in the back is, hmm. what's left is my confidence and I can vision the light in a sense, even if evil applies pressure in the back, in my back. Hmm. Hmm. Excuse me. Uh, okay, I got it like this. What's left is my confidence, and I can vision the light in a sense, even if evil applies pressure where my back is against the wall. I stand tall with faith. I got it now. I don't really know where I am, where I'm going in this horse race. I'm just enjoying the, enjoying the ride. What's the meaning of life if your motivation to win the race isn't intact? So remember that. Life is like a horse race. cut that one short because these other ones is not is not suitable <laughs> and I try to go according to the, to the volume of the crowd certain crowds just don't need to hear certain things <laughs> uh, how do you do this oh, <laughs> oh you want to oh, do it oh yeah okay I got it now I'm usually offended so. <laughs> uh, and I'm usually offended <laughs> uh, I don't want to do that I mean, this is the flat rock uh, cafe crowd Thanks. That sounds great. Thank you all so much.